welcome to the Wanderers History Podcast and to another episode where we look at some of the most important events in the 16th century Mediterranean. In the previous episode, we looked at some of the most important naval battles. Uh, it was a bit of an introductory um, ranking tier system. This time, we will look at the most important sieges that, of course, happened in the context of those uh, battles as well, and also in the context of the Habsburg um, Ottoman Wars and the Ottoman Venetian Wars, of course. So we have four rows again, crucial, important, somewhat important, and not really important. And I've selected a total of 10 sieges uh, listed below. And just to give a quick introduction to these, we have the 1522 Siege of Rhodes, a very important moment. Then we have a 1536-37 the Siege of Klis, which is, it, it can be counted as part of the um, Ottoman Habsburg Wars, but also Croatian Ottoman Wars. Uh, next up would be the Siege of Corfu, 1537, Siege of Castelnuovo, 1539, important moments of the uh, Italian War 1542-1546, this is the Siege of Nice, and over here we've got the um, fleet of Hayreddin Barbarossa assisting the French. Moving on, we'll discuss a bit about the Siege of Tripoli in 1551, which is connected with the events that happened at Rhodes. Uh, didn't manage to find a image or painting of the Siege of Gozo in 1551 and the Ottoman conquest of Gozo. Uh, again, this is this fits within the broader context as we have the Siege of Rhodes, 1522. Then we have the Siege of Tripoli, 1551. Then this one, and then 1565, the Great Siege of Malta, which is a rare instance of an Ottoman uh, defeat in the Mediterranean in this period. Uh, again, same for the Siege of Oran in 1556. Couldn't find any pictures, but we'll nevertheless discuss about it. Then, um, arguably one of the most important events, but we'll talk more about the great siege of Malta when we when we get to it lovely painting over here and then finally we can talk about the siege of Cyprus and not just because this includes the siege of Nicosia and then the siege of Famagusta two very important events uh, fundamental to the way the Ottoman-Venetian War of Cyprus between 1570 uh, and 1573 went. 
So these are all in all the events that we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Okay, so beginning with the Great Siege of Rhodes in 1522. This takes place between June and December, and I think it's one of the most important moments in the Eastern Mediterranean and overall, because we've got the Knights of St. John there, and we've got a fairly young, at the beginning of his reign, uh, Ottoman Sultan, Suleiman the Magnificent, and Rhodes was a key outpost for the uh, Eastern Mediterranean trade, strategic location, so was Cyprus and Candia, or Venetian Crete. So it, it was it, it was a large force deployed. We we see over 150 ships from the Ottomans, over 50,000 men. It's sort of the beginning of a very large pattern of uh, large warfare from the Ottomans. Most of these conflicts in the previous video and this one, they involved the Ottomans against someone else, mainly the Spanish or the Venetians or um, different groups in North Africa or in, in, in the Balkans. So it is, it's a fairly long conflict, it takes half a year, and it ends with the Ottomans defeating the Knights of St. John. Now, Suleiman grants them uh, the possibility of leaving. We see them leave um, in 1523. They're allowed to go to Crete and from there uh, to Sicily with the approval of the Pope and uh, the Emperor Charles V. We then see the Knights of St. John relocate fully to Malta, Gozo and Tripoli. And all of these three locations, uh, interestingly enough, are in this list involved in a uh, siege or grand siege or battle. So I would, I would think that the siege of Rhodes of 1522 has a crucial importance and effect over what happens in the Mediterranean. Moving on, we've got the Siege of Cleese between 1536-1537. It is an important moment in the smaller context of the Croatian-Ottoman War, which can be counted as well as part of the Ottoman-Habsburg Wars. We see this uh, the forts of Cleese used by the Uskoks as a defensive position. Um, they get barely any support from the emperor against the um, naval forces of the Ottoman Empire and the um, Corsairs. It is, it is a first step that we see because after the siege of Cleese, the, the third Ottoman-Venetian War 1537-1540 starts. So within the broader context of the uh, Mediterranean in the first half of the 16th century and 
afterwards i would put it did provide a stronghold for the ottomans um the uskoks had to move to senj that would become their new center um, the venetians would recapture it during the cretan war the war of crete between 1645 and i think 1669 so i think i'm tempted important or somewhat important that would be a good place to put that now the next event which is the siege of corfu is a rare instance of a ottoman defeat even more so for hayreddin barbarossa uh, there's a there's a very large force deployed 300 ships most of them galleys uh, transport ships uh, around 20,000 soldiers and the venetians actually managed to hold on to corfu very important um, center for the republic after this it's got the siege itself has ramifications that extend throughout the period of the ottoman venetian war of 1537-1540 the third ottoman venetian war so the venetians turned to the pope and uh, emperor charles v for assistance now for the pope to realize to make this uh, holy league happen he needed to pacify the emperor and the king of france but that was a bit tricky because there was uh, one of the italian wars was happening so the 1538 truce of nice where the french temporarily withdraw um withdraw from giving the ottomans support at least until 1542 um it has it has important ramifications um this this siege and the fact that it provides a rare fairly rare victory of the venetians as as we see the third ottoman venetian war ends with an ottoman uh victory the venetians have to make concessions in dalmatia the morea then there's a long fairly long period of peace until the fourth war so i think just because it sort of provided at the time uh, a boost for the venetians and it helped trigger other events as well i would put it at somewhat important um once once again next up is the siege of castelnuovo over here after Preveza, the holy league and uh, mainly the spanish they captured this strategic location it's quite close to ragusa as well bear in mind the third ottoman venetian war is still happening it's towards the end it's after Preveza. the venetians uh, wanted control over this location but Charles V, the Spanish, they they refuse, and this results in a uh, fairly bitter uh, confrontation and the dissolution of the Holy League, a Holy League which didn't um, achieve many of its goals in the first place. We remember at Pre Preveza in 1538 that um, Doria's reluctance uh, 
constant delays. It basically uh, sunk the efforts of the Venetians and the uh, uh, Papal Navy to uh, achieve anything. And it was a very, very um, uh, consequential defeat there. At Castelnuovo, uh, most of the Spanish force in the Tercios, they get decimated. But there are huge losses for the Ottomans as well, because we see over uh, 8,000 Ottoman troops perishing here. It is a conflict which accelerates the peace talks, uh, as the Venetians, they, they realize that they need to ask the Ottomans, the Porte, the, the Grand Vizier and Sultan, um, to resume peace in order to resume the trade in the Levant and uh, lift the embargo on their merchants and ships held in uh, Constantinople. So in the gra grand scheme of things, I would say somewhat important because it kind of tempers the expectations uh, and the ambitions of the Spanish in the Eastern Mediterranean for basically until Lepanto. Following this, we've got the 1543 Franco-Ottoman siege of Nice, an important moment in the Italian War of 1542-1546. We see Charles V relying on Doria to uh, defend a Franco-Ottoman attack force, which, uh, to be fair, again, it had Barbarossa continues throughout uh, two decades to be one of the worst nightmares for the Spanish fleet, for Doria and for uh, Charles V. So we've got Barbarossa, we've got Salah Rice, a very good Ottoman commander as well. And there is a French contingent um, uh, commanded by François de Bourbon. Um, it is a pivotal moment, I would say, just within the context of the uh, Italian War, 1542-46. We see that after this, um, the, the French and the Ottomans managed to conquer it, and there's a sack of Nice that occurs as well. And then there's the Ottoman wintering in Toulon in the French harbor of Toulon in the winter of 1543-1544. Um, and that implies that would have been a very dangerous situation if you would have been um, Spain, if you would have been Genoa, uh, most e even Florence, Sicily. It was a dangerous moment and it showed... Um, the destructive potential that this Franco-Ottoman alliance could could have. The French are um, mainly assisted by the Ottomans in this um, struggle against Charles V, much to the displeasure of the uh, papacy. So I would say that it's between... It's somewhat important. It, it is... It is um, a notable moment in the history of the sieges in the 16th century uh, Mediterranean.
So to move on, 1551 Tripoli. Now, as we talked before, the uh, Knights of St. John, they're expelled, um, the remainder of them, after 1522 from Rhodes, and they managed to get hold of Malta, uh, the Maltese archipelago with Gozo, but also Tripoli. Tripoli has had um, an important strategic po uh, position for whoever wanted to campaign to have naval campaigns if you are the Ottomans um, to go and uh, sack the S Sicilian coast, the Calabrian coast. So we have Sinan Pasha in 1551. There's a force of a, a defending garrison of less than a thousand at, um, at Tripoli. Uh, most of them are mercenaries. We've got Gaspar de uh, Valier, who is the main commander at Tripoli. Not much he can he can do. Um, so they lose most the remainder of the forces enslaved, and it is <clears throat> a very important moment Tripoli because this sets out uh, a chain of reaction. Uh, in the immediate but also medium to long uh, term within the century. With the Ottomans capturing Tripoli, uh, that meant that in 1553, uh, Dragut Reis would become uh, main, main uh, commander of this newly acquired Ottoman territory. And as I've said before, it became such a huge threat from Malta, Gozo, Sicily, the Calabrian um, region. So, and it, it is an important moment in the 1551-1559 Italian War, um, basically the last one with which ends with the uh, tr treaty or peace of Cato Cambresis in um, 1559. Uh, the French, they're, they're seen to, to be very happy at this moment. They're um, celebrating with with the Ottomans, and I believe that this I wouldn't say crucial, but definitely an important moment because an immediate consequence within a few months. Uh, this image here it, it basically says a siege of uh, Gozo. Uh, again, didn't have any picture of it. With the siege of Gozo, we have an attempt by the Ottomans to conquer the main uh, island of Malta, but they are unable to. However, they turn their attention to um, Gozo, located in the uh, north northeast vicinity. And it, it is a catastrophic defeat because um, thousands are killed trying to defend uh, the island, but over 6,000 uh, of the remaining inhabitants are enslaved and they're sent to Tripoli. It would take over a century uh, between 140 and, 100, uh, and 200 years for the Maltese to repopulate the island of, um, uh, of Gozo after the events of uh, 1565 with the great siege there. 
So a, a very dangerous location for the Ottomans to to have an outpost. Of course, that would be right next to Malta and um, fairly close to Sicily as well. Um, half a day sailing with favorable winds. So I would say that the siege of and conquest of Gozo is somewhat important, uh, especially because of the impact it'll have on the Great Siege of Malta, 1565. Uh, quickly go over the siege of Oran. Um, it is a fairly inconsequential one. The Ottomans tried, they've got uh, roughly 35 vessels. They tried to conquer it. The Moroccans, in the meantime, they occupied the city of Tlemcen, but they're not any major losses for any side. Um, Oran remains um, in Spanish hands. The Ottomans are unable to, to get it, but in the, the greater scheme of things, given the fact that there were not many resources invested in this, uh, I would put it at not important. And that le leaves us with the two last um, sieges and conflicts that we're just about to, to talk. 1565, we've got arguably one of the most important moments in um, early modern uh, history, I would say. The Great Siege of Malta. 1565 we've um i've covered this in the malta series by the way and it kind of um, explains a bit about the 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 history of malta in the 16th century the history of uh uh lavalette the grand master during the great siege of malta the events that happened there the context so i do um suggest that you have a look at those uh, episode again it's the Malta series but just as a short summary after the um, the very damaging defeat uh, Jerba uh, the Spanish are continuously on the defensive in the Mediterranean Jerba as well as Preveza they are very important moments uh, which confirm the temporary super supremacy in the Mediterranean for the Ottomans and Suleiman had the ambition of uh, conquering Malta, especially after the events of 1522 in Rhodes, um, the ones that we just talked about at Tripoli. So it just seems that the Knights of St. John are perpetually um, caught in the crossfire of, um, of the Ottomans in their uh, grander conflict with the with the Spanish, so we have the defending forces at Malta face one of the most uh, powerful navies and military. I would argue as well. Um, there is Mustafa Pasha. There's Piale Pasha, um, who constantly argue. Um, and, and bicker over who should have uh, control. Dragut Reis, a much older by now. Dragut Reis 
is present here. He gets killed in a freak accident with a, a, a cannonball shot too low. Um, but it is, from a morale standpoint, the death of Dragut carries a lot of weight in this, uh, this siege. Um, the, the Spanish only mimic an effort to send um, a force. And by the time the Ottomans, the, they've, they've lost tens of thousands, over 25, 30,000 troops. And there's disease and also the season is turning a bit late. So they don't want to be caught in storms all the way back to either Algier or uh, uh, Tripoli or Syria. And right as the Ottomans are about to withdraw, the Spanish fleet is seen to, uh, to, to arrive and that causes panic within the um, already exhausted and depleted Ottoman troops. They're, they're running out of uh, uh, cannonballs as well. We've got insane amounts of um, cannon being shot at uh, uh, Birgu, at... Uh, Sliema and all of the um, region of Malta and I would say it's definitely between crucial and important but given the fact that if the Ottomans managed to uh, conquer Malta that would have allowed for a future um, serious campaign against um, Sicily and we don't know what would have happened especially with um, the way Philip II um, managed uh, the affairs the fact that Spain is confronting bankruptcy again so I'd put this at crucial um, it is a pivotal moment in the history of the Knights of St. John uh, it provides a bit of relief for the uh, western part of the Mediterranean, where the Spanish have significant influence, um, I, I would say. And in a way, the failure at Malta, which uh, greatly upsets Suleiman the Magnificent, um, makes the Ottomans refocus at a more accessible target somewhere that it would be easier to send supplies to where you, you didn't have to worry about um, seasonal changes that much and of course that would be Cyprus in 1570 uh, well preparations start in 1569 with the re-emergence of the fourth Ottoman Venetian war and I'm going to talk about that at the very beginnings of the podcast, the Venice series, um, two or three of the episodes, I believe they focused on Venetian Cyprus and what happened with the Third Ottoman uh, War between 1570 and 1573, a very important moment um, in Venetian history, especially in that century. And uh, that was part of the... Uh, an integral part of my research for my postgrad. So I do, I, I talk in detail uh, and extensively about what happened, the causes, the 
the context of the Ottoman, Venetian, or of Cyprus, what happened in Nicosia, Famagusta, everything is in detail. Uh, a lot of um, sources from Excerpta Cipria, a very good primary source uh, uh, compilation there. Uh, this image here is from the siege of Famagusta, the last one. Um, so just to give a, a short um, a brief account of what happened with this uh, with this conflict, Cyprus represented one of the most important um, possessions, dominions of the Venetian Commonwealth. Um, it was under their uh, dominance and influence for um, before 1489, where we got the uh, the. Uh, the incorporation of Cyprus within the Commonwealth. Uh, Cyprus had a very complex history. There were like claims of the Mamluks, which uh, Ottoman Sultan Selim II used um, to ask the Venetians to peacefully surrender uh, Cyprus, because as we know in 1517, the Mamluks uh, are, um, are destroyed and conquered by the Ottomans. So by extension, because the Mamluks had the claim, the Ottomans would inherit uh, that claim as well. There would be instances of uh, piracy that would prevent uh, boats and, and vessels with pilgrims wanting to go to the to the Holy Lands, uh, which constituted as a pretext for the uh, Ottomans and Selim II to declare war. Here we see there is a substantial conflict between Grand Vizier Mehmed Sokolu Pasha and uh, one of the most important advisors to Selim II, Joseph Nasi or Mikas, of um, uh, a very important figure, uh, nephew of Dona Gracia Nasi. Uh, House of Nasi, I think it's Cecil Roth, a uh, very, very good book written on that uh, history. So Cyprus is was a very uh, it was integral for the economy for the trade of the venetian republic important links with the levantine re region with um, with syria but also with uh, alexandria with egypt um, but as i'm just saying this this meant that it was surrounded by 1569 uh, by mainly Ottoman territories, and Selim II, uh, he did not have um, a, a substantial inaugural conquest to, to lift um, his reign and give give it like um, a, a legendary conquest, so so to speak, as his predecessor Suleiman had with with Rhodes, and there are parallels between the siege of Rhodes and um, the and conquest of Rhodes and the conquest of Cyprus. Um, there are problems because there is a case that uh, Venetian Cyprus had suffered from a, um, let's call it, um, lack of proper administration. Um, we have conflicts between the Latin population, so the Catholics and the Greek Orthodox. Um, we see discrepancies between um, the capital Nicosia 
and Fama Augusta, which was seen as this more um, colonial Venetian part of the island. Um, Nicosia was lacking. It had the old defenses that which were, were good, but there were significant gaps and funding was uh, lacking as well. The general population was uh, so, so, so. It, it had like it was a mixed opinion. There was uh, always a possibility of civil unrest, especially because um, at times of um, there, there were uh, droughts in the 1560s and most of the uh, of the corn um, and agricultural produce went to Venice when the population was struggling over there. So there was an animosity when it came to that. The papacy saw Cyprus as um, a very important bastion of Catholicism, close to the Holy Land, with uh, with ties to the old Lusignan dynasty. Um, other important um, resources, Cypriot wine was uh, fairly well rated at the time, and uh, Joseph Nazi actually had a, a vested interest uh, in that. So we have almost 30 years since 1540, there's a prolonged period of peace between the Ottomans and the Venetians. The Venetians, they tried to stay, uh, to not get involved in the previous conflicts that I mentioned. So we don't see them um, uh, send any any forces, any substantial forces anyways, to, to Malta, uh, nothing at Gozo, um, with the with the Franco-Ottoman siege of Nice, the, the Venetians, the best thing for them is to maintain peace. So trade continues in Constantinople and the Levant. Uh, and in Cyprus, there was a very important um, uh, trade with, with uh, silver as well, with silver being an important currency. Um, but eventually they are unable to to uh, reach a compromise that the Venetians want to pay to, to increase the uh, the payments the tribute given to the Sultan as uh, a token of gratitude for uh, allowing Cyprus to be in their control of course they refuse there there's a in the Venetian uh, Senate and Collegio there there's the pro-war uh, and the anti-war factions, but eventually the Venetians realized that um, something has to be something has to be done. And with uh, the papacy re ready to act, and the Spanish this time having uh, a very valiant and able commander in Don John of Austria, uh, we finally see the emergence of a new Holy League, which was. Uh, considerably more successful than the, the one in 1538 because at Lepanto we see a very important victory we talked about that in the previous episode but um, because of what happened in Nicosia the the inadequate defenses the gaps there the fact that the Ottomans more than 300 ships um, over 60,000 troops some some reports we see in George Hill the history of Cyprus 
Paolo Parota writes this as well. Could have been a hundred thousand. Though these figures can be in, in, inflated, or they don't include all soldiers, but uh, sappers and uh, uh, transport ships and and stuff like that. And again, because Cyprus was surrounded by all of these Ottoman uh, regions, um, unlike at Malta, Piale Pasha and Mustafa Pasha did not fight anymore because Mustafa Pasha was in control. Piale was tasked with um, uh, surrounding Cyprus and making sure the Holy League did not land any reinforcements, which was a critical moment in all of this um, all of this conflict. Uh, there are a few slip-ups. Uh, uh, Captain Querini, he manages to capture a few Ottoman transports and send them to Famagusta. But um, once again, uh, Nicosia falls, Kirenia in the north um, uh, surrenders with not much, um, not much confrontation. With the conflict in Cyprus, you had, there was a bit of a, conundrum because due to limited um, uh, forces, so soldiers and mounted soldiers, Stradioti, um, what do you do? Do you try to prevent the Ottomans from landing in, in the north or do you keep those forces to defend your outpost and hope that eventually the Holy League would send you um, some, some forces out there and eventually it proved that there was not much the Venetians uh, in Cyprus could could do. Once Nicosia falls, that is a big problem because it was the heart of the of the kingdom. Many inhabitants over there, thousands are are slaughtered, and it gives the Ottomans um, basically a, a, a very important refuge within the island itself, which they're trying to wholly uh, uh, conquer so that just leaves Famagusta um, I've talked about I think it was episode 4 about uh, the efforts of Marco Antonio Bragadin and what happened uh, what happened there eventually uh, Famagusta falls as well 15, in 1572 the uh, Holy League is not able to um Continue the moment, the momentum achieved through the victory at Lepanto. Lepanto does not allow for the um, Venetians to to get a hold again of Cyprus, and eventually the Venetians again have to um, ask for peace with the uh, Ottomans, much to the displeasure of uh, the papacy and Marco Antonio Colonna, the uh, papal naval commander um, but this was a very important moment for Spain because the the conflict between the Spanish and the um, the the Ottomans it, it's moved so far eastwards remember uh, everything kind of um, escalates with the conquest the the, the Battle of Jerba in 1559 most of um, um, uh, 1560 sorry um, most of the um, uh, Spanish forces put on the defensive. They lose a lot of skilled um, uh, oarsmen. A lot of them are enslaved. Ships 
uh, Doria becomes very reticent. Then his uh, great grandnephew um, uh, Gian Andrea Doria, nowhere near the ability of uh, of Andrea Doria. So the Spanish and and um, Philip II, they are relieved to see a relocation of conflict in the Mediterranean so far eastwards from um, any of their possessions. And with Lepanto and with the significant uh, uh, efforts that it took for the Ottomans to conquer Cyprus, we have tens of thousands of casualties. Uh, Mehmed Sokolo Pasha was right, saying that uh, a forceful takeover over Cyprus would not uh, economically make sense, especially with the strains that we see in the Ottoman, uh, the financial strains within the Ottoman uh, Empire. And in the end, Selim achieves his much desired uh, uh, conquest of um, a land with quite a bit of importance um, in the Mediterranean. The Venetians lose it. They have to pay, as far as I remember, something like 300,000 ducats. And they lose uh, a fundamental cog of their economy. Now, Crete remains in their control uh, until the half of the uh, next century, because we see another war uh, then, which ends, I believe, in 16. Uh, 69 um, but Cyprus has a profound impact the the, the Ottoman um, uh, conquest uh, because it it tends to end major um, med uh, Ottoman campaigns in the uh, Mediterranean. It was so much effort. Um, it, it implied getting in, in huge battles, such as the one at uh, Lepanto. So basically, Lepanto coupled with Cyprus kind of reestablishes um, uh, a balance of power in the Mediterranean. The West with Malta, Sicily, uh, large parts of the Italian peninsula, they are under Spanish control. The East with um, Rhodes and Cyprus, um, they remain uh, under Ottoman control. So there's this east-west um, divide. And the ones who have the most to lose throughout all of this century are the um, Venetians because they, they lose two wars. Uh, their trade is disrupted. They have to go for um, alliances with um, a Spanish navy not that re not that eager to to help them, and in the end they they um, end up losing Cyprus. So for that reason, I am um, determined to put Cyprus to an important and crucial. But if I've given Malta crucial status and roads. Uh, I think it's only, it, it makes sense that I put Cyprus in this bracket as well. So there it is. Um, we've got Siege of Oran, 1556, not that important. 
someone important. We've got uh, Cleese, we've got Corfu, Castelnuovo, Nice, uh, and Gozo. Important, and this is it, 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 it's a bridge between, as we can see, um, we have Gozo, then we have Tripoli, then we have Malta. So Tripoli is very important, acts like a, as a bridge between these aforementioned events. And of course, um, we have Rhodes, 1522, Malta, 1565, Cyprus, uh, 50, conquered between, uh, by 1572, with the uh, war ending in 1573, the Venetians lose it. So that is my list for today. I hope you um, found it interesting. Um, uh, thanks for watching or listening. Um, again, I would recommend for you to look at the previous series if you can. Um, the, the Venice and Venetian Cyprus series. Those are the first episode. The episodes, the Malta series, the Ottoman Titans of the Mediterranean. Um, because this is basically sort of a ranking of a summary of events linked with uh, what I've talked about in those um, episodes. Um, so please remember to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to make sure you never miss any new uh, material from the podcast. Uh, thanks again for, for watching or listening. Uh, the next episodes, I think, um, I might rank some of the uh, the admirals, uh, both on the Ottoman and the uh, Spanish, Genoese, Venetian side. Um, I'm thinking about doing uh, a, a fun ranking of some of the most important uh, strategy games about history, so uh, Age of Empires or uh, the Total War series, but... Um, I think I'll do that in a in a couple of weeks. Um, in the meantime, uh, thanks again for watching. Stay safe, and until the next time, all the best. Yeah.